It's a lifestyle. Um, it's a lifestyle of, uh, I think, habits. You know, I believe that um, you know, your winning habits, you, you can have winning habits, you can have losing ones. I, I got winning ones, and I think that I've been surrounded around some amazing people along the way. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. You about to ask me about Nebraska football right now? No, but I'm going to. No, absolutely not. Um, I love Nebraska. I'm going to fight fight with the guys uh, as long as I can fight. I assume based on your comment about Nebraska, you did not like the onside kick decision? <laughs> I wasn't a fan of it, but I'm a huge fan of Scott Frost, so it's tough for me to like speak against it. But, you know, nah, no one play loses the game, but that one hurt. That one hurt. It definitely hurt. It definitely hurt. You about to ask me about Nebraska football right now? No, but I'm going to. Thank you. You just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Oh, poor Amir Abdullah. You're getting peppered. Peppered right. with questions about Nebraska. Uh, Jared, I know we can't even get the long snapper. How do we get Amir Abdullah on the show every Monday to break down Nebraska football? I don't want to ask him a single question about the Raiders. I want to ask him about. I'll see if his DMs are open, about, but I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> I just want Amir Abdullah for five minutes about how Nebraska lost by four points again. Because they're going to do it every I week. I mean, he I really doesn't seem to want to talk about it based on. You about to ask him about Nebraska football right now? <laughs> no, but I'm going. <laughs> Literally, guy starts question. I don't know what media member that is. Uh, starts question, and he goes, well, please don't. No, no, no. Oh, good. <laughs> and then Adam Hill comes with the haymaker at the end. The Scott Frost. Of course he does. Uh, who did he play for at Nebraska? It looks like he played for Pelini. Um, great coach, by the way. Um, okay. Bo? I, just, yeah, Bo Pelini. Um, God, poor, poor Amir Abdullah. He's got to watch that team play every week. He likes, he loves Scott Frost. Mm, does he? Probably does. Yeah. Probably does. Yeah. What? Scott Frost played quarterback in Nebraska, so he's yeah. probably like. His DMs are not open. Yeah. Can we get the spot sponsored? <laughs> By Nebraska football. Yes. I mean, once again, <laughs> if we want to, if we really, if you, if, if we call up Nebraska football, they'll be like, yeah, we got a relationship with you guys. You guys uh, used to run our games. I'm telling you, I don't know why we play other sporting events. Nebraska football is the most entertaining team. In genuinely one of the most uh oh my god yeah how did you do that yeah it's it's a incredible team it's um, like playing madden it, you're slow but like you have a drink and so like in the first quarter you're like oh i'm competent and by the fourth quarter you're like all right <laughs> i'm on side kicking oh god i'm gonna lose with an 11 point lead so uh our first bite this morning on the raiders was what is the raiders ceiling this season, a couple responses on Twitter. Dante says, if the O-line can protect Carr, the defense can be playmakers and make the field short for the offense, and everyone has the same urgency to be great, they can make the AFC Championship game. That's a letdown, Dante. If all that happens, they better be in the Super Bowl. We got all we got we got the offensive line being good. We got good. the defense shortening the field. Yeah, the defense being if if those two things are good, yeah. they better win the Super yeah. Bowl. Those are like the two flaws. Especially the offensive line. Man, if they're good, these guys are going to be really good offensively. And he caps them out at AFC Championship game. Come on. Got to be winning that. Can you say who they're going to play? 
He did not say that. Uh, Fernando. Oh, also, hold on. Darian said no excuses this season. Okay. I don't know what that, I don't know what he thinks the ceiling is. Uh, Fernando sent us a lot of tweets. Um, which Vegas sports media personality will predict the faders in the Super Bowl here in Vegas? Uh, so that's two years away. I'll, I'll do that. Um, Fernando also said there is no ceiling, just the basement. Okay. Fernando. <laughs> usually, ceiling is the roof. His usually positive self. Uh, he also said NFL playoff appearances, Packers 35, faders 23. Okay. So that's the Super Bowl. No, I think he's saying total playoff appearance. I think he's just telling oh, us. Oh, okay. That I, thought, I, thought that was a, I thought that was a score he was giving us. I, is, is Fernando a Packers fan? I don't know why he gave I us don't, the I don't think Fernando's a fan, a fan of anybody. <laughs> I'm not sure he even likes us. Yeah, because <laughs> he also said Rebels should go independent. They better make a move soon. Yeah. So, uh, I had a similar take to that a couple of years ago, which was that they should drop to Division Two, To the FCS? Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, they're kind of already an FCS team. No, they beat them. Oh, no, man. Not they that team that beat them. Idaho State. Yeah. Me too. They're too good for Idaho State. They can't it's go a five to win FCS. team. Yeah. Yeah, but they could make the playoff. Doesn't everybody make it? I think so. Yeah. So they could make a playoff. <laughs> like, if you win one FCS game, you're in the postseason. So uh, there's your responses this morning to our first bite on what the Raiders' ceiling is. I said they could win the Super Bowl. Um, you did. Yeah, you guys over here are are you know downing on it. Okay, hold on. Amir Abdul is tweeting about um, Nebraska football this morning. No, or no, this that's is from no, this is from the twenty seventh. Oh, okay. All right, hold. On. I'm still going to read it. Um, it's about Scott Frost's onside kick. Amir Abdullah said, "Man, I'm typically closed mouth on my opinions on coaching, but that's just poor complimentary football. You have to play field position there, regardless. If we even recover that ball, it's a horrible call." No way you can think you're closing a game out in the third quarter. Wait a minute. He loves that guy. He just he just went off on him on yeah. Twitter. I mean, a few days ago. That's great. I hope. I hope. What happens? You about uh, to actually buy Nebraska football right now? Yeah. No, but I'm going. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> what, what happens when um, Josh McDaniels dials up the onside kick in the third quarter of week? Oh. Amir Abdullah's on the hands he team. He probably is. Honestly. Yeah, he better go recover it. Yeah, exactly. He probably is on the hands team. So he's. It, will he tell him, hey, listen, I just watched Scott Frost do this. Don't do it. <laughs> he might. <laughs> Josh McDaniels is not dialing that up, by the way, up 11. Why not? I'm, no. If their offense is good, they should onside kick every time. Well, that means their offensive line is playing well. Yeah. If the Who offense was, who's is on good? Twitter? Amir Abdullah. Well, no, no, no. They said the offensive line. Oh, was Dante. Like Dante. Yes. Our friend Dante says if the offensive line is good. Yeah, Dante is so, good. So, good luck. Onside kick every single time. That's what I would do. What's your hot take on how good the offense can be? Can be? I mean, I told you two hours ago they can go to the Super Bowl, so they can be the best offense in yeah, the league. Yeah, I don't like this version of you. Why? <laughs> if we're doing percent outcomes, there's a 1% chance they can be the best offense in the league. And one percent that they can be four and thirteen. Yes, both of those are the those are the I top and bottom one percent. Right, but outcomes. we all agree the most likely outcome is they lose all their division games no. and still make the playoffs. <laughs> that is even less likely than them win the Super Bowl. Um, what is this offense going to be? I I think it's going to be. Should we get our predictions in now, or should no, we no. wait till next week? Oh, you're not here next week. Well, you know my prediction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I'll just let me go find Scorigami and I'll just tweet it. Uh. I think the offense is going to be very inconsistent. 
is what's going to happen. Because of the line. Because of the offensive line. Right. I think there are going to be games where either the offensive line performs well or they kind of make it not matter through quarterback and coaching. And they have some games where they put up 38 points or whatever it is. And it's like, wow, this offense is phenomenal. Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller were all great today. But then I think they're also going to have plenty of games where Carr gets sacked four times. Carr gets hit another six times. Carr fumbles twice because of it, right? And there's just not much of a passing game. And they score 12, 14 points. And we're looking around saying, yikes, this offensive line cost them a win. So I think it's going to be pretty inconsistent. And ultimately, they come in as the, you know, sixth best offense in the AFC. And that'll put them around 10, 11, 12 in all of football, which depending on how good the defense is, might be a playoff team or might be one of the first teams out. 36-29. Is the score Agami? Yep. For the opener? Yep. Seems okay. I mean, those are two odd scores, but it seems kind of low for some score Agamis, but 36 and 29 are both. Well, uh, my other option was uh, (laughs) 36-5. So I... I, I thought the Raiders. I, I are do not the think Chargers Herbert or Carr led offenses this year are scoring five. That'd be impressive. I think a Drew Locke led <laughs> offense could. <laughs> yeah, save the five. They play the Seahawks this year, right? Save yeah, the that's five Seattle for save when they play. Well, for when Geno gets his uh, jaw broken. Jesus, why are you breaking his jaw again? Oh my! Just Poor the last Gino time. Smith. The last time he won a starting job at a camp. Poor Geno Smith. Good God. But yeah, save the five points for Agami for when they play Seattle. Jacksonville? No, Jacksonville put up more than five. They have to. Yeah, says the guy who drafted Travis Etienne. Um, you better hope they put up more than five. Um, man, what if Jacksonville sucks again? They're going to put up... They're, they're at home. They're going to put up more than five points. Yeah, yeah, but what if they just suck in general this year? I mean, just I know not a lot mortals. of guys playing the preseason, but they didn't look good. Yeah. <sighs> Bad, like bad again. Because Trevor Lawrence was like, can't miss number one draft pick. And as of now, and I think it's fair, we're fully blaming Urban Meyer for what the hell happened last year. But what if they just? What if he's not very good again this year and they win? Like I mean, four games. They sort of have a legitimate coach now, right? <laughs> Wasn't Peyton Manning pretty bad his first two seasons? He was I'm pretty bad. To... Troy Aikman was one in fifteen. I mean, I know Manning. What he led the league in interceptions his rookie year. But wasn't he good his second season, or was he bad his second season too? I thought they just didn't win a lot. He well, yeah. Well, that okay. I don't expect the Jags to win very much, right? But like, like, what if what if it's because of Trevor Lawrence? Like, what if everybody is like, oh yeah, like his pro football. Then they need focus to bring back Chad Hitty. Right. His pro is like ah, he's like the twenty eighth best quarterback by Pro Football Focus, and like whoever on ESPN is breaking down film, being like, oh, this is just no, a he was bad pass. He was much better his second year. They went thirteen and three, and he went twenty six fifteen in All right, touchdowns I'll shut up. interceptions. Yeah. So uh, first year, Jags 26- are winning the division. First year, twenty eight <laughs> picks. He's really bad his first. Okay, year. Okay, here's a question for you: What is more likely, Raiders win the Super Bowl, or Jags win the AFC South? Jags win the AFC South. God, you're such a hater. No, that division is weird. Matt Ryan exists now. Yeah, but I could see them splitting, and somehow they win by, like, tiebreakers. Well, Indy cannot win at Jacksonville. It's been, like, six years since they've won in Jacksonville. 
Ed is really I'm gonna thinking say, about yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, I'm really thinking about this. I'm really is this going to be your... Is this? <laughs> no, I'm really thinking about this because it would really be the Colts that they'd probably have to overcome to win the division. They've got to be better than the Colts and the Titans. Two teams yeah, Colts, be Titans, Colts I, and I kind of didn't leave the Titans. In. I kind of left the Colts there and... I think I that, still just don't believe in the Titans, even though every that's year, what I'm saying. every year either. they go to the playoffs. I want to say if you're, I'm, I'll, I'll leave the Titans to the side and overcome one team. I'll say winning the AFC South. Wow, you guys are haters. Yeah, you guys are haters. It's hard to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, you guys are right though. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's like our Eric. Spol- it's out. our Eric Spolstra argument again. No, get out of here with Eric Spolstra. Get out of here. Don't want to. Don't tell me he's a Hall of Famer. Ridiculous. No, but he is a Hall of Famer. But he is a Hall of Famer. Oh, He'll be going in. Oh my god. Let me know. When have... he Let me know when he wins something about LeBron. He, I mean, I mean, he's got the rings. It, it, it doesn't. It, it, it's. I think he's deserving, but it's never. It's not a lot of times about that. It's more like, oh, he won these championships. He's in. Get out of here. You guys put in what? Uh, Frank Vogel, is he a Hall of Famer because he won a title with LeBron? Probably. Yeah, right. It's not hard to get into the Basketball Hall of Fame. No, no I mean, all you do is see, see the yearly acceptance speeches. You're like, that guy getting in the Hall of Fame? I, neither of them are Hall of Famers. Not putting them but in. You do, but, you th- but you think Spolster will get in? No. Really? Not, tell me when he wins one without LeBron. Okay, well, you're 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 conflating the issue. He's not listening to no, us, Ed. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna listen at all. Uh, listen, I don't know who half these people are in the. I think basketball. it's. Exactly. I know, like it's literally. They're all, wait, they're all college coaches. What am I looking at here? Yes, exactly. The, the, the college, basketball. If he goes and if he goes and coach, it's just basketball Hall of Fame. If yeah, he remember? goes and coaches college, maybe he's got a shot. Like guys who played in Europe. I mean, I'm pretty sure Stefan Marbury is in the basketball Hall of Fame yeah. because contributions to international <laughs> play. Also, he has a statue in China. Wait, why is Tom Izzo already in the Hall of Fame? Because they needed... Uh, they they, pro- don't, they, they pro- don't let him retire? Oh, Calipari is in, too. What? What? Yeah. Let these people retire. Krzyzewski was in a long time before he retired. What are we doing? It's so that those people show up to give a speech, and the people who paid money go, ooh, I get to meet Tom Izzo. I don't know. This is all college coaches, so he's going to have to go win an NCAA championship before he gets in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> he's got to go that's, win it. That's what's got to happen here. He's got to go win an NCAA title or else he's not getting in. All right, coming up next, Cassie Soto joins the show. Joining us now from the Review Journal is Cassie Soto. Good morning, Cassie. Hello, Cass. Good morning. Um, I sent you a couple of pictures of a dog. What do you think? So I don't know with these dogs if they're a brand new puppy or a hundred years old. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that is the bulldog that we just adopted. His name is Tyson. He is nine years old. Okay, so he's not a puppy. All no. right, then I was closer to I was like, I don't know if I should say, "Wow, cute puppy," but then if I said, "That's an old dog," and offend you, and it's really a new puppy. I mean, you wouldn't offend I mean, me. And dog. also, if you just said "cute puppy," I would. I would not assign puppy to any age. All dogs are okay. puppies. So cute puppy. I love the underbite more yes. than anything. Yes. Uh, yeah. We ad- we adopted him uh, like two weeks ago. Drove to Utah. How's it going? Uh, he's great. Spectacular dog. Except for our fourteen year old Shih Tzu is not very happy that she has a brother. Aww. So they've gotten in a couple fights. Not ideal. Is he better than a guy named Rory? Uh, I have not met Rory. Um, I'm still waiting on Ed to send me a video of Rory collapsing into the grass while on their walks. Right. 
he we can't take him near grass because within two feet he collapses. Which and they were like, Rory, we gotta move, man. There's another dog coming, and we know how you feel about other dogs. Let's go. <laughs> Is it because it's so hot? I just think it's a bulldog. I just think yeah. you know they're 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 a little anxious, a little uh, little nervous, and the grass feels good, and he just flops down. He likes it. He likes the cool grass. It's 110 degrees out for Rory. <laughs> Tyson's not a bulldog, is he, Tyler? What yeah, is he? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He is. Yeah. He's okay. uh, some English bulldog. I'm sure there's something else mixed in there, but yeah, he's an English bulldog. It has a French bulldog. French bulldogs are the ones with like the really teeny heads, right? Those are the smaller ones. Yeah, French bulldogs yeah. are usually smaller, and French bulldogs have the big uh, like bat ears. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then English bulldogs are like the mascot bulldog. Yes, correct. I don't, okay. think, I don't think any. I don't think any team has a mascot that's a French bulldog. They're all no. English bulldogs. English, English bulldogs. Yeah, got which it. Is, which is unfortunate. Which, by the way, um, my uh, fiance's uh, her dream job hey! is uh, to be the mascot <laughs> handler for like a college that has dogs. Would that also be your dream do- job? No, because then you get attached, and you know what happens. What the dog dies? <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, but that happens. You have dogs. Yeah, that's we, you know that anyways. that's that's, that's happened with all dogs. <laughs> I know, but then it's like, well, now do I still have a job? Yeah, yeah, no, no, oh, you you are a you are a breeder, and you produce the line of bulldogs that the university uses. Like oh, Georgia okay. had, like all of the Uggas are the sons of previous Uggas. Ah. Oh. It seems like a recipe for hip dysplasia. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, bad breathing. We didn't say it was healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, why not? There's yeah. worse jobs, I guess. I'll well, be a, yeah, the dog handler. Who was the, who was the, where they had both mascots? It was a dog and like, was it the, the Longhorns? When the, oh, yeah, yeah. The, oh, God. Bevo almost killed Ugga. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's little, the one. Little scary there, not ideal. the <laughs> the uh, The best moment that I remember from a dog handler was Mississippi State's uh, dog handler with Bully would run out onto the field ahead of the team, and during one of the games, she tripped at the fifty yard line and oh. just was laying face down on the grass while the dog sort of jogged away from her. Oh no! Oh, oh. <laughs> being a dog handler would be better than having to be like the eagle. But the ones that have birds. Oh yeah, and have to fly back to you. That's there's not that good. one incident where they fly into the fan, yeah, and they, it's just all bad. Yeah, that's not good. Flies into the fan. It, no one is excited like Bo Pelini coming out with just with a cat. cat and just putting <laughs> yeah. it like simbaing it up into the air. I'm also pretty sure Bo Pelini just found a stray cat to do that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's a new mascot. You know what uh, she told me yesterday, right? No, And what? this won't surprise you. So we start our Vegas Nation shows next week, which she's this host of. And she said, listen, we're starting Vegas Nation next Tuesday. I want a real shirt and your hair done. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it so demanding. I said, can we, can we please bring a nice shirt and maybe okay. a brush next week? But you, you wanted Hold it on. to be demanding. What do you mean? Ed can't wear his hat? Ed... Ed, Ed's what, the 10-time Nevada Sports Writer of the Year? <laughs> yeah, well, Cassie's won Emmys. Let's That's give right. her the... That's right. She has won Emmys. Um... Yeah, if you could just bring a comb, maybe some hairspray, it'd be great. <laughs> Ooh, we should get him that... Uh, I don't even know if your hair is thinning because you always wear a hat, but we should get you that stuff that you spray in it that's like fake hair. I don't hair. need that. I don't need that yet. Okay. I don't need fake, that. The, the spray on hair? Yeah. 
Yeah. You, you should get a can of that at the office, Cassie. Just and yeah, just we should. Spray me in the face? Yeah. Right in okay. the face? Three, two, one. Ed, let's talk about the Chargers. Be good. Ed, suddenly oh, you have I a... Did, I did say that, though. I really did. He's not lying this time. I did. I did ask. Do you think Ed should just leave like a button-down shirt and a comb at yeah. the office so that it's just there anytime yeah. he needs it? One thousand yeah. percent. Well, don't you do that at the Review Journal? Don't you have things to tra- change yeah. into? Yeah, I would just have like a wardrobe because I would show up in a hat and you know casual clothes, and it's like, oh no, I gotta go, gotta go live. So let me put on some decent-looking clothes. Okay, oh yeah. Here, here's an important question: How many pairs of of outfits would you keep at the office for this? Probably like five or six. Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking I could Ed, just rewear it. Yeah. Ed could get away with one. Oh, Ed could wear one shirt. With one, yes. He could wear the same shirt Absolutely. every time. Absolutely. And nobody would notice. Poor Cassie right. would, ha- like, if you wore the same outfit back to back days on there, you'd somebody yes. would call you out. As, yeah, if, as long as it's like a solid shirt, no one's ever going to know, Ed, that you're wearing. We <laughs> no, could do I, the whole season. I got the solid blue so, with the collar. It's hanging. Oh, yes, it's hanging in. It's hanging in the. It's hanging in the um the closet oh, as we see. Can, you you got one there. No, uh, not oh, at the newspaper. At home. Oh, it's at no, home. No, it's home. Okay, I, okay. But you make a good point in that I should have one at all times in the car. Yeah, right, yeah Cassie? just leave it in the car. Well, yeah. So Cassie, yeah. each week, what I need is him to undo one more button, and <laughs> you and get him to add a piece of like jewelry. <laughs> so like, have him like start start off like uh like just an earring. Or like, okay. and then like a big ring on one of his fingers, and then that by the end of it, I want him to have the like Flava Flav clock, <laughs> the bedazzled sunglasses. Yeah, it just slowly throughout the season. Yeah, a slow week by week transition from Ed Graney to Flava Flav, and we never react to it. We yeah, like, oh yeah, no, no, everything's no. normal. Yeah. yeah, and then cut up at the end of the year, just like a five second clip from each show <laughs> to show Ed transforming into with Flava the same Flav. shirt on. Yes. And then for the and then for the very last one, have Flavor Flav in Ed's shirt on the show. It'd be great. It'd be I'll, I'll try to work on that. Or you could just trade Ed out for Flavor Flav. Like no, you should, that would probably yeah, be that'd probably said. be the best decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, if yeah. you want ratings, or just something. six weeks in, and he'll show up. He shows up to everything if you ask. Oh him, yeah, doesn't he? absolutely. Yeah. So Flavor Flav yeah. would be there. All, All right. right, all right, I'll get on it. Cassie, get out of here. Enjoy your weekend. Okay, okay bye. This is Cassie. Cassie Soto Thanks, from Cassie. the Review Journal. Uh, as always, great to talk to Cassie. All right, uh, Jared, how are we doing? Are we going to break now? Bruce Cassidy is going to join the show. Uh, we're going to go to break now and see what happens. Now here's a chance. Shorthanded. Nieto cuts to the net. Kick save! Big stop by Thompson. Theodore tried to hustle back, but Nieto turned on the afterburners. Nearly a shorthanded goal for the Sharks. That's their best scoring chance at any straight so far today. You're listening to the Press Box Summer Edition. Joining us now, new head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, Bruce Cassidy. Good morning, Bruce. How are you today? Good, Solis. How are you? Good. Uh, So, important question. Probably the most important of the entire offseason for the Golden Knights. Are you worried that William Carlson lost all of his hockey talent after cutting his hair? Yeah, we're not sure, right? We're going to find out. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he says (laughs) to you. So, I am curious. Um... How is Mark Stone, and how was this last week with uh, rumors about his availability for training camp? Uh, he's doing well. He's back in town. He's skating. Um, so that's obviously a good sign for us, part of his rehab process. Uh, obviously, the, the medical team is going to um, make sure they, they check all the boxes before um, 
you know, he's able to fully participate. Uh, he's certainly got a few weeks uh, before he needs to worry about that. So uh, it's a positive. Uh, things are going well for him. Bruce, how do you approach uh, camp and preseason games with uh, starters and, you know, quote-unquote top-line stars? I You know, take football, for example. Uh, they sit a lot of guys except for practices. Like the Raiders had those joint practices with the Patriots and everyone played, but in preseason games, not a lot of guys play. Um, different in hockey, or do you kind of protect guys as well? No, I think it's a little different that way, um, especially with a lot of newness, coaching staff, uh, maybe you know tweaking systems. So we've got to get them in games. I think you'll, especially with the older guys, have conversations where, where they feel they're at as we go through camp. There's seven games. Most guys, my guess, will play uh, somewhere around three. You might get a, a guy you have to manage a little bit it's only at two, and maybe a guy that was hurt and missed part of the year that needs his, his timings behind to have to play four. So usually in there somewhere, you're always going to want to look at younger guys early on, typically. Um, that's how we'll do it, and then make our decisions as we go. But that's how I suspect it'll play out. With uh, Robin Leonard's injury, you guys have a few goalies that you could end up using this season. What is going to be more important for evaluating those guys? Is it going to be what happens in camp and in practice, or is it going to be what happens in uh, the few preseason games that they'll each get to play? Yeah, probably both. I mean, obviously, Logan has a resume here last year. You're in the trust of his teammates, played well down the stretch. Uh, Aiden Hill uh, is new to us, um, had certainly had some good good numbers at times in uh, Arizona and San Jose. Uh, but again, we don't know a lot about him. Um, and then Boursois had surgery on his hips, so we're not even sure where he'll be for training camp um, in terms of exhibition games. Then we've got some younger guys as well. So uh, I, I think we're going to have to go into the year knowing that Logan's played and see how Aiden does evaluate him a little closer because we don't know him as well. Um, and then let it play out as, as it goes along uh, at the start of the year. Uh, they're both going to get opportunities, um, you know, to get the lion's share of starts, and, and we'll go from there. But right now, Logan has a, a leg up just because what he did last year. Yeah, in that in that realm of evidence that you've seen from him, if he is your guy to at least start to get the first shot at it, what's your message to him in terms of a guy who's still really young, had 16, played in 20, I think he had 16 starts. What's a message to a kid like that coming in if he does get the first start? Well, listen, he doesn't need to go out there and win his games every night. Uh, we need to play well in front of him. So I think the message first is more to the team. Uh, hey, we've got some, some new goaltenders, some younger guys. Uh, you know, we've got to bear down and, and make sure we're supporting them appropriately and, and not asking them to, to go out and stand on their head every night. Yeah, they're going to have to make a timely save, of course, uh, but give us a chance to win would be the message to Logan. Play within yourself. Um, and, and no matter how the game goes, you got to focus on your next one. Uh, I think that's part of being a good pro is being consistent, working hard every day in practice, getting your work done, um, and, and, and don't get too high or too low. Uh, and that's with a lot of young guys, but especially in that position. It's obviously a high-profile position, so you don't want a guy – he has an off night getting down on himself too quickly. You know, go go correct things uh, and get back in there and see if it goes well. You can't all of a sudden take a bunch of days off. Well, I, you know, I made some saves the other night. I don't have to practice now. So that's the messaging. Sean Burke's been, been excellent with our, you know, goaltenders throughout his career as a goalie coach. So uh, he'll take care of that, and I think we'll be fine in that area.
You mentioned uh, Logan Thompson earning the trust of his teammates at the end of last season. How important is that to you as the coach when you're deciding who to play in net? And like, have you had a, a situation in the past where you're playing a goalie that you didn't feel like the te- the other guys on the team trusted him? Well, I think it has happened over everyone's career where, you know, it may, you know, maybe he's, Guys are looking over their shoulder a bit, and that's, that's not good. Just like the goalie can't be worried about other guys going to bail in front of them, right? So I think it's a two-way street. That's where Logan did a good job at the end of last year. And I think, you know, it always goes better when the players are pulling for the goaltender because, A, he's, he's a guy that's in there working, battling, and, B, he's, he, you know, he's, he's valuing, you know, you know the, the, the responsibility that's on him. That just give the team a chance to win. So that's what happened by the sounds of it last year. And obviously I wasn't here, but just from the feedback from players, Logan's feeling good about his game. So I think we'd like to see him take the next step where, you know, you know, he can be a guy that, that wants the net every night. And that's what we want from Aiden, um, to be honest with you. Any competition from within usually gets the best out of guys. And when Lauren's healthy, healthy he'll, get, he'll get that opportunity as well. So losing Robin, obviously a blow to the team. But, you know, the positive is that you got three hungry guys that, that, you know, that want the job that, you know, they've been striving for the whole NHL career. So we're, we're looking at that as a, as a good thing with, with the competition. Yeah, you talk about competition. I know in the Review Journal article by Ben, you said we're going to experiment. They'll be moving pieces around a little bit. Early in camp, how, how important is that? Everyone talks about the misfit line. You know, they've been together for so long. How important is it to show guys that, hey, you know, you know maybe only a few pieces are settled here and we're not going to go in there with a preconceived idea of anything? Yeah, yeah. I mean, any new coach that comes in, that that happens a lot. So, a lot of these guys have been around. They played for different guys, whether it's here or somewhere else. So, that part of it, I think players get. Uh, at some point, they want to be comfortable with with line mates and uh, build chemistry on a consistent basis. So, we don't want to, you know, disrupt that part of it by any means. But um, until you look at things, you don't know how it's going to play out. It's easy to say on paper this guy will mesh with that guy, but it doesn't always work out that way. So that's what you use training camp for. Um, and, and and see where those things play out. And we have some new players like Phil Kessel's been in the league a long time. We have to see who he he, he meshes with. Jack Eichel came in last year. A lot of guys were hurt, so we never really got a feel for for you know where's who are his best uh, wingers to play with. So there's some sorting out to be done. Yes, it's nice to know that there there is some chemistry. Like you said, the misfit line. I think Chandler Stevenson and Stone have had good chemistry when they've been together. So we do have some. Um, some working points to start with and go back to if necessary. Even the fourth line last year was excellent, a glue line for us. So there are some good pieces that have played together, uh, but let's, let's let's get all four lines hopefully um, feeling that way. might take a little bit of time, uh, but that's what ultimately we want to do. How how long of, does it take you to see, sort of see the chemistry and what lines would work together? Is that something you think, hey, you know, into training camp, into a couple of preseason games, you have a good idea, or is that something that you think you need to no, see? I think it takes of, longer, yeah. to be honest going to truly see it against top elite competition. I, I think that's something that plays out as it goes along. You can get a little bit of it right away, say, wow, these guys are reading off each other well, but I think it takes a little more more time than that. It's going to go well into the season, and that's fine. Uh, I, I think players sometimes don't mind moving around. Um, so, I, like I said, as long as we eventually get it sorted out and how long that takes, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's a concrete answer for that. <clears throat> Uh, according to your Wikipedia page, your son Luke plays hockey for Vanderbilt. Is also in fencing and sailing. Which sport is he best at? Uh, that's a good question. Um, hopefully, all of them. <laughs> uh, 
Are you guys still Patriot fans? Uh, you know, I, I reached out to Josh the other day. Yeah. Um, so I've got to start leaning towards the, the Raiders. My, you know, uh, Cole my, is, is uh, a diehard Pats fan. So yeah. that's going to be tough for him. But uh, I already told him, he can keep the Red Sox. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have to drift towards the, the Raiders. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I, I think that'll be a hard sell to drift from the Patriots to the Raiders. But uh, good luck with that one. He is Bruce Cassidy, the head coach of the Golden Knights. Bruce, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks, Thanks Bruce. So much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, fellas. Have a good one. You too. So Bruce Cassidy, head coach. Yeah, the young son. The I don't. Knights. That's a hard sell. Yeah, I got to be like, a Patriot. I'm like, Dad, I'll I'll change uh, my favorite hockey team because you know you're coaching them, but I'm not going from the Patriots <laughs> the to the NFL, Raiders. No. Come on now. Come on. Well, if he saw the two practices last week, he might he need might, to. You're he's right. probably wearing a Derek Carr jersey this morning. <laughs> Show up to joint practice like, oh, these guys suck. <laughs> Come on, where's my Derek Carr and Devontae you, Adams? You stuff? moved at the right time, Dad. Let's go. <laughs> this actually, that actually, for some reason, reminds me of one of my favorite stories. Is somebody showed up to a showed up to the London games, and they're always with you know, the Raiders. No, I believe it was the Raiders, but they showed up to the game in a Tom Brady jersey, and halfway through, took it off to put on a Blake Bortles jersey because he was lighting them up. He's the all-time leading passer in London, right? That's still accurate. Yeah, yeah. but they were just like, oh, I, I backed the wrong horse. Yeah. I should be rooting for Blake oh, Bortles. Yeah. People in London probably think Bortles is really good. <laughs> exactly. They're confused. Like, they're daddy betting starting? them every day. Yeah, it's exactly what they're doing over there. All right, we got tickets to give Ooh, away. Hold on, you ready? Oh, what, right. what am I ready for? Well, I'm at, okay, hold oh, on. Oh, you're going to play a song, and I'm going to guess which who it's, who it's by. Joan Jett and the Blackheart. Joan Jett. Do you know? You, do you not know what a, the difference between a woman and a man's voice is? No, no chance. Not in like seventies rock. They all sound the same. Steph Leopard, you're killing me, small. Okay. Ed said Joan Jett too. Yeah. I missed on that one. Yeah. Very first note though, you could have gone. Very first note, you could have gone. No, okay. no, not the no idea what that no. song is. But we got tickets if you want to go watch that. Uh, 702-364-1100 <laughs> is the phone number. Uh, Joe Jett and the Blackhearts. It's Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, all playing at Allegiant Stadium this month. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. We'll take caller number nine at 702-364-1100. You'll go see Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett, and the Blackhearts. Degenerate Danny. Change only, 10,000. Later, dudes. Good luck, Rose. I'm rooting for you. I did it. I really did it. You down for another game? Congratulations to Matt, who won tickets to go see Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Danny's here today. Are we going uh, to let Danny give us the terrible takes he was giving yes, us? Yes, yes. That's why I. So that's bad. why okay. I set this up because so, you were having like so earlier in a the conniption show, fit over there going ah, oh, Danny John Kenzano, uh, who just wrote a story giving his own odds, not actual odds you can bet on. Danny, calm down over there about <laughs> teams joining the Pac-12. San Diego State was the favorite at two to one. SMU was number two at four to one. UNLV was third at five to one. And then Boise was six to one. Fresno was eight to one. And then 
all any or all Big 12 schools were 10 to 1. They were just in a group, a field, if you will. Uh, during the break, I asked Danny, without telling him that, what price would he need to bet on UNLV joining the Pac-12? And what did you tell us? Uh, what did I say? Minus 120? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I said anything... Anything better than that, because I think if if there were talks, they would definitely join because it would be good for them. Right. If there were talks. Yeah. There are there, not there are talks. talks. Right. You're creating a hypothetical that hasn't happened well, yet. Well, the whole thing is a hypothetical. Yes, but you that's all of the bets you place are hypothetical. That's not true. Will the Rams <laughs> be the first team to score seven <laughs> touchdowns in a game is a hypothetical <laughs> thing that could or could not happen. I think it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. You are you're very positive about UNLV in the Pac-12. Right. How yeah. Well, Why? I mean, well, they the Pac-12 commissioner is linked to Vegas. It he would, lived here. Yeah, but wasn't he also the president worked, or worked CEO for, uh, of MGM? MGM. Worked for Why MGM. Does MGM care about UNLV? No, but Pac-12 get UNLV. They have this whole market. They already have it. What do they need here? They, they already need... play their championships here. They oh. don't have UNLV, and they're already playing their championships here. I mean, they, this is your UNLV to... love talking. What's that? You desperately want to be in the Pac-12. I think UNLV should probably do it for more exposure. Probably do... this, and this is where his take is insane. But I don't think. If like, there's a chance to go to the Pac-12, they should crawl there. <laughs> Danny just broken think so. glass. No, yes, over broken glass. They, if they can get in the Pac-12 for the exposure, they should go. But as far like we talked about, as far as athleticism, there, I don't think they would be able to compete with Pac-12 schools. But irrelevant. But then you can go into the house and say, Johnny, you're a four star. Now you're going to play in the Pac-12. Come to UNLV because we have all these things for you. So the, you're going to recruit better because you're in the Pac-12. You're not going to stay as you are athletically. You, you're going to go into homes and say, we're in the Pac-12 now. You come with us. You don't have to worry about playing the Mountain West anymore. That one, That is one of the few things I don't buy because of how everyone else is already like leaving the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and going to different conferences where it's like, I feel like the Pac-12 is going to wind up being what the Mountain West was so after everybody. It's going to be better. Unless all the schools leave, it's going to be better. Well, I mean, it can't be any worse. Just yeah, having right. Arizona makes it better. Just having Cal makes it better. Can't be worse. In the but, Mountain West? Yeah. Can't no, be. it'd be better. Yeah, yeah, but, but there's aren't there still talks of multiple teams looking at leaving to go to the Big Ten? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. if Oregon, Washington, Washington, Oregon left today. You still have Stanford, Cal, right. the Arizona schools, Colorado. Now, there's like five of them, but if they were to add UNLV... You'd have Utah, who's yeah. better than any Mountain West school in right. sports. Hmm? Utah, Utah left the Mountain West yeah, because yeah, they were better than the Mountain West. Like, yeah. Utah, 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 Utah got too good. <laughs> but even insinuating that there's any reason they shouldn't go is horrible. Oh, horrible wait, opinion. What if, they, what if it's either the Pac-12 or the Big 12? Which for one you, has For UNLV? Yeah. The one that has more teams. Yeah. Well, but they don't play defense in the Big 12, and that could be really good for UNLV. Could it? And by the way... The idea of them not being any good in the Pac-12. Yeah, they're not. But they're not any good in the Mountain West either. Well, I know. But what if they? What if this happens? They go to the Pac-12. They are able to start recruiting. But Better players. Still don't 
increase their level of then they play. Get, they get then just they get, as much money for going to a Then they get a huge check in the mail, <laughs> and they are fine. And they hire Eric Spolstra <laughs> to lead them to a national championship in basketball. <laughs> because so he, he can, can go, go to the Hall of Hall Fame, of fame. Then. then he can be a Hall of Famer. They, right now, are going to get about $6 million in their television deal from the Mountain West currently. And some of those won't be on television. The Pac-12 is going to renegotiate, but right now they're getting 30? in the mid-20s, I think. Okay, mid-20s. Okay. So presumably the Pac-12 is going to get still in the mid-20s, maybe in the mid-30s. You're going to be getting 20, maybe $30 million more dollars a year. Yeah. Even if you're even if you go from even 2 and 10 stink. to 0 and 12. Yeah. If they don't want a football at, game for four years. I think Marcus Arroyo is more than capable of going 0 and 12. I mean, Marsh, Washington State's had some down years, but they get the check at the end of the yeah. year. It's absolutely horrendous takes. Yeah, but at the end of the day, <laughs> but at the end of the day is it about the and money? Or yes, is it about, it is about winning? The, it is and not about winning. And you can tell he's a degenerate because he just doubled down. Yes, <laughs> it is not. It's about winning. If it's about winning, Danny, they should go to the FCS. And you think that's a good idea? <laughs> I didn't say that. I did not say. That. I would no, say he didn't they, think it. He was putting. He was on his phone making a bet. An FCS team playing at Allegiant Stadium, like their home, their home stadium, is a is an NFL stadium. Would be delightful. It would be fun. I don't think the Raiders would allow that if it was an FCS. Oh school. no no no! That was written in the contract. obligated for UNLV to play their home games there. Well, no, I'm saying like if they were an FCS school like two years ago, oh. I don't think the Raiders would have. Oh no, they'd still no. be at Sam Boyd. Yeah, they would be. They wouldn't have been at Sam Boyd in the first place. They'd have been at Sunset Park. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How many bets you got this weekend? Uh, this weekend, uh, I think just the one. Ed, when you left yesterday, I asked him if he bet on any Thursday night games, and he had to pause and look it up to see if he had bet on any Thursday <laughs> night games. Danny. No, but I, I am going to take a – I don't know when they play. Uh, I'm assuming either Saturday or Sunday, but I'm going to take a look at uh, the Aces again. Oh, yeah, might as well take a look see at the if, Aces. Uh, yeah. See if Asia Wilson can keep this streak going. Probably not 30 points. <laughs>